are you a phone person? Because I feel like oh, I'm the definition of a this. definition of a phone person. On my birthday, none of my friends will text me. I I purely communicate through the phone, and I think it's because I've actually always worked in like the home services space, and it's a big phone industry. Like we all know that when you need you know plumbing done on your house, when you need HVAC, you know it's 100 degrees, your central AC goes out you need to call someone and <laughs> you need to talk to oh, someone yeah. right away. And oh, I yeah. think like that fits in really well with what our conversation was this week, which is essentially talking all about how businesses, just as you do for hearth, when you're calling out and, you know, representing hearth as a brand, how important it is for businesses when they're answering calls from potential homeowners, or they're calling out to confirm appointments really work to make like a fantastic first impression. And we're joined by Michelle Jepson of Jill's office. And really Jill's office is in charge of making, you know, this fantastic first impression. Um, and that allows contractors to be able to focus on, you know, the, the aspects of the business that they are most concerned about, which is making sure that your central AC comes back on, <laughs> making sure <laughs> that your drain is unclogged as soon as possible. And Jago and I totally enjoyed this conversation. You know, we were able to discuss the importance of speed to lead with Michelle, uh, really also touched a lot on the power of delegation. And as a business owner, knowing when, Hey, I need to hand my phone over to someone else so that I can continue to grow my business. Uh, we also talk a lot about making customers feel like a priority. And I think Doggo, as you said, you know, when you're representing Hearth as a brand, you know, it's important to have that energy to portray, you know, that positivity. And Michelle gives some really helpful hints on how we can be doing that as, you know, home service businesses, uh, how can we talk to clients and really hope you guys enjoy our conversation filled with a ton of nuggets of information and to learn more about Jill's office, visit jillsoffice.com. Or of course, if you're myself, maybe not doggo, you can give them a call at 385-393-1122. And uh, here's our conversation with Michelle. Enjoy. Hey, Michelle, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we are so excited to have you on uh, to talk about uh, Jill's office uh, and uh, speed to lead and how to talk to homeowners uh, when they're coming through the door. So I, I, to start us off, I just wanted to ask you, tell, you to tell us a, a little bit about yourself and what Jill's office does and how it came to be. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for letting me be here. Um, I'm so excited. It's a pleasure to be here with you guys today and everyone who's listening. Um, so Jill's office, we were born, you know, from a call. That's how, it, that's how it happened. We're all about the phones and it started with a phone call. Um, so our founder was actually driving in the car with his brother, who's a contractor by trade, and his phone was ringing and um, our owner, Brandt, was like, hey, aren't you going to answer that? And his brother said, ah, no, you know, if they um, want to do business with me, they'll leave a message. And it just was um, a little bit shocking to Brandt, that mentality of, um, you know, that I'll pick it up when I can, but I'm not going to always answer my phone. And he just realized there's a great opportunity there of um, business owners in, especially in the home service industry, needing help answering their phones. One from phone, phone phobia. That's a real thing. Some people just don't want to answer the phone or just they're too stressed to get another call. They're busy. They're with another client, whatever it may be. Um, it's just impossible to get to every single one of your calls, but all of your calls are so valuable. So that's where the idea of Jill's 
Sales Office was born is just creating a solution for business owners to have help to um, cover their phones to make sure no call gets missed and that every customer is greeted with a warm, friendly voice, um, no matter what day or time, um, time of day or night they call. And so um, that's that's why we exist. That's what we're here for. Yeah, I definitely feel that phobia myself when I get the phone call I, and I even know who it is. And I'm just like, oh, I don't want to pick up. And I can even imagine, you know, you have, you know, jobs that you got to go to. You got people you need to talk to already. And you're like, oh, here comes another one. Like, that's right. Just it's just the stress of, of one more thing to deal with. One more person you have to put on your best face. And maybe you just are in a mindset right now. I don't want to put on my best face. I've got a million other fires are on my mind right now. Um, there's so many reasons that it's hard to get to every phone call. And I, you know, and I think sometimes it's almost easier to answer for someone else than your own because you know, you're feeling the extra stress of answering your business call because you have to deal with that problem. But if you have, you know, a virtual reception or something like that, answering the call, they can kind of take that. If, if it is an upset customer, they can take that bullet. And then when it's, when you have the chance to call them back, you know, the customer de-escalated or you kind of are in a better headspace to know the solution you can provide for whatever they're calling about um, because you've had time to kind of think through it and do it on, on your terms rather than just what they need in that moment right away. And so right. it can be really helpful for um, time management, obviously, in being able to run your business and grow your business and focus when you need to without getting constantly interrupted throughout the day. And then also just to yeah, really stress and, and to just ensure that no one gets missed. I mean, you know, people yeah. are impatient these days. They, when they call, they want someone to pick up and if no one answers, they're going to keep going down Google until someone picks up often. So that's, that's kind of the game or the, the game that we have to play now. And I, I think it's like, there's something there with the, like giving your best face and like when you're not prepared to do that. And I, I was on your website yesterday and I was watching some videos and I thought it was so interesting. There was a, a carpet cleaning service. I think he was the owner and he was just like, I don't want to take away from the time that I could be doing your job, answering a phone for somebody else, like somebody else's job. So if I'm cleaning your carpets and I have to stop cleaning my carpets, to pick up the phone for another job like that's that uh, that's gonna upset that may upset someone they're like you know that's your time you're paying me you know to do right. this job and now i'm using it to like you know handle the rest of my business and i think that uh, that's like that's such a, a crucial thing that i think a lot of people when they run their business they're like oh it's okay it's a business call but it's like no it's like the, the whole process of the work is presentation. Everything that you do is presentation. And, uh, and it, you know, it's like kind of hard to get out of that mindset where it's just like, you know, let me just pick up the phone. I'll, I'll just, I'll be right back. You know, right. I think that's, I think that was super interesting. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about the customer experience. I mean, it doesn't matter what you're selling. It's all about making the customer feel they're the most valued and important customer when you're with them. And when you are answering a phone, even though I'm sure in some way they understand why it's still sending a message that they aren't the most important person at that time, because you have to communicate to two people at the same time. They're the most important person and, and you can't do that and give your hundred percent attention. So that's why you need help to, to be able to keep all the balls in the air and make sure every customer, whenever they are calling you or you're there in their home, that they feel like you are there for them and them alone. Absolutely. And I think it's easy as a contractor too. And something that actually was a reason Jill's office started where it's like, oh, if they really need me, they can, you know, they can reach out a different way. They'll shoot me a text, you know, they'll, they'll contact me a different way. And that's kind of the first sign from my perspective that you probably need an answering service such as Jill's office or someone who's, you know, staffed 24 seven. 
when you guys are speaking with businesses who are growing, right? They have that growth mindset. They're getting a ton of more calls, which is fantastic. You know, maybe there was just a storm in the area. What are some signs that you see? And, you know, some, some of the reasons contractors come to you that they're like, Ooh, maybe I should start investing, you know, in an answering service. What are some of those indicators for a contractor? And then they should be like, Oh, you know, I need, I need an answering service. If these problems are happening. Right. Um, I think whenever balls are, you notice that balls are being dropped um, in your business and it doesn't, I mean, the most important one is obviously your phone. I mean, that's what we're focused on. A lot of people don't realize the cost of a missed call. They, they just don't process it. Um, but, you know, an average business misses about two and a half calls a day. And so if your average job is say it's like $500, which for a lot of contractors, that's very conservative, you know, roofers, HVAC systems, you're going to be, it's a lot more than that, but pretend you're just, um, that you're maybe a carpet cleaner or something like that. And your average job is 500 bucks. Um, you know, if you miss even just two calls a day, that's potentially a thousand dollars that you're throwing away over a week. That's 5,000 over a month. You know, you're looking at 20 grand at a quarter of a million in a year, just by being average and missing a couple of dollars a day. That's, that's the potential opportunity cost. Um, and we don't always think about that, but if you, the businesses that are consistently answering every single call, um, they're going to see an increase to the bottom line just because they're picking up all those opportunities that other businesses might miss. And I mean, we've done, we've done surveys to random businesses throughout the U S and just call the list of like hundred window cleaners or hundred carpet cleaners or hundred HVAC. And it was, it's always alarming how many people just don't answer the phone. Shocking. They're shocking. Is, yeah. to me. It, or don't have a voicemail set up. Right. They, they don't, don't have, have a voicemail. voicemail. <laughs> right. And it's like, you're leaving this ripe fruit just rotten by not picking up the phone. So it's not even all this marketing that has to be done in sales. It's just pick up your phone and you're going to be doing better than 70% of the businesses out there. So that's one thing is just um, recognizing the opportunity cost that of, of missing calls. I think the other thing is just um, when you realize that your stress load is just making you um, inefficient in, in running your business. Um, I mean, we all have a certain amount of headspace and, and really that's our most important commodity, especially if you're a business owner, is your brain and being able to run your business is the most important thing. And you have to really protect that headspace and so and protect your time. I mean, no matter how well off your company is doing, it's impossible to buy more hours of the day. Um, so we all have the same amount of time. So just recognizing that, um, you know, I've got this limited amount of time every day to get all, all the work I need done to run my business efficiently and to be able to grow it. What do I, a CEO, should be doing in my business? And if it might not be answering the phone all day, you know, those interruptions can be really distracting. If you think of a car on the um, highway versus the city, they're way more energy efficient on the highway. And it's, they might be going twice, triple, quadruple the speed, but it's the starting and stopping that makes it way more efficient. And is the same um, with all of us with our time management, um, especially if you're a leader in your company, if you're picking up the phone, you're run, running way less efficient throughout the day because you're getting constantly interrupted from the things that only you as CEO could do. Um, so that's another situation is just when you're feeling like I can't keep all these balls in the air and I'm just, you know, I'm capped. Um, Another situation is actually we work with a lot of companies that have an admin in office. Um, and that's actually one of the best scenarios that we work with because they, they have an admin, they have someone to kind of do all those tasks that maybe are in office and help pick up the phone. But what about when they're on the phone? with somebody else or what about during lunch break or before or after hours or maybe they have a sick day who what's your backup plan again you're 
throwing potential money away if you don't have a backup plan in place 24-7 to make sure no matter what employees you do have, um, that the phone is always covered. And so really, depend, no matter where you are starting at the beginning of your business or where you're, where you're well advanced, I mean, we have some clients who have multiple office assistants, but they still need us as backup just because right. they can't ensure every call. So um, that's what's nice about a service like ours is, we're, is it's really flexible that no matter how much or little you need us, we can just help you there to, to fill in the gap. And like if there's seasonality in your business where, you know, or like a storm rolls through and you need extra people on the phones, it's important to have backup like that. Oh, absolutely. It's interesting to think about off hours too, because, you know, I grew up, both of my parents worked full time. So like they didn't get home even until six. So if there was something that they needed to fix around the house, you know, whether it was plumber, HVAC, roofing, they wouldn't reach out to those businesses until, you know, six or seven o'clock at night. And if there's no one to pick up the phone for an estimate, you know, my parents don't have, they can't call on the weekends because if they're not open on the weekends, they don't talk. So there's so many working professionals that I think a lot of contractors are missing out on who, can't get to them until, you know, maybe six or seven or eight o'clock at night to reach out. And that's where having, you know, an answering service, having a virtual assistant is really key because you capture those leads that you might have missed otherwise. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And again, I mean, we're used to, um, we're used to businesses being open 24 seven, you know, your grocery yep. stores. Now it's more rare for them not. And so that same expectation is rolling into the home service industry that because there are a lot of businesses that are ahead of the curve and are providing 24 seven help. If you are falling behind that, then, then you're going to kind of get roll, rolled over and miss, miss those opportunities. So, you know, and you brought up another good point. Um, we were talking just before we started recording here. Um, Cause you're both from Austin of just that storm that hit, you know, a little bit ago and the phone's, for all of our, you know, HVAC plumbing clients just blew up. And so again, if you don't have a system in place, when something like that happens, maybe you're a roofer and there's a hailstorm, what do you do when you're all of a sudden getting hit with a hundred calls at once? Can you handle that? And if not, again, you're missing potential business. And so having some sort of backup plan for scenarios like that is, can be super helpful to just helping your, your margins and your bottom line. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we, we preach speed to lead here. I mean, that is like the, that is like some of the magic sauce right there. And you wouldn't, you know, it, again, it's, you, you'd think, oh, it's something as simple as answering the phone. Yeah, I could answer a phone. Anybody can answer a phone. But it's like making sure that you answer the phone, you answer the phone right, and you get all the information that you need uh, that, you know, that like, that you can take that that call, phone call and you can, you know, you can make the, you can make the sales call. You can, I mean, you, sorry, you can close a sale. You can get the job started and all that. And I, I, I wanted to ask you, I guess it's, you know, what's this, what's the biggest or best piece of advice you can give to a contractor when the homeowner calls in? So, you know, they're, you know, they, they pick up the phone. Uh, hey, uh, Sarah's plumbing. Uh, how can I help you? What am I trying to get out of that phone call? Uh, what's the, what's the most important piece of information or most important thing? Sure. That's a great question. Um, you know, I, humans by nature are emotional creatures that, um, and then logic comes second. You know, we think we're logical beings, but at the end of the day, we're really more emotional beings that then justify our decisions of logic after we make an emotional decision. So, 
when you realize that one of the most important things you can do on the phone is actually connect with the customer and just have a genuine connection. I mean, we put our receptionist through a three week um, boot camp before we let them on their own to answer calls in customer service, just because we want them to know how to connect with the caller. We train them in personalities in how to, you know, your tone of voice. Are you smiling on the phone? You can actually hear a smile, put a mirror in front of your phone and you'll see there is a difference. Um, so there's, so, it's, so I'll, I'll say this real quick at yeah. Starbucks. I worked at Starbucks for four years and the, and this was like back into the late 2000s. They were like, you need to smile when you drive through. They can't see you, but they can hear you smiling. It, I and love that, that anyway, they taught sorry. that. If you, I mean, yeah. if you practice it. I mean, like even right now, I just say, hey, thanks for calling, you know, ABC HVAC. How can I help you today? Hey, thanks for calling ABC HVAC. How can I help you today? You can, I hear, I mean, it. You can hear it, right? I hear it. Yeah. <laughs> and when you don't, when you don't have the visual you know, you're only over the phone, like tone is everything. So even those slight changes of in tone can actually really impact how the homeowner first responds to you. Right. Are you sounding stressed on the phone? Are you sounding distracted or are you sounding like you are so glad they called your business and you are again, going to focus all your attention on them. So that's the very first thing on the call is just focus on the caller first and actually try to um, make a genuine connection with them. Um, and make them feel genuinely grateful that you called in and that, and, and reassure them they called the right place. And that's all through your tone. Um, you don't have your other body language to use as much. So your tone of voice is super important. Um, you know, it's amazing how many businesses don't even say their company name. <laughs> so I think even just remembering that, like remind them who they called and so that they know they called the right place. Um, you know, some of our clients will have a say, you know, how can I make you smile today? For some people that's cheesy for others are like, oh yeah, I want to answer some different way. That's going to make them again kind of be like, oh, okay, I'm calling the right place. Um, And then I think first and foremost, I was, um, obviously you want to hear what question they're asking, but then get some sort of contact information to say, oh, you know what? That's great. I'd definitely love to help you with that. Um, Can I grab your phone number in case we get disconnected or something like that? Um, Obviously, if you have caller ID, then then that helps there, but you still just want to verify you've got a good way to contact them, get their name, um, even if it's just a first name, because, you know, the most, the best word we can all hear in the human language is our own name. And so using that name throughout the call, you want to make sure that you connect with them again emotionally and be able to capture their name. Um, Again, if the call drops for any reason, or they end it and you want to follow up with them later, you've got a good warm contact there with the name. Um, and then um, as you progress through the call, um, usually, you know, name and phone number are kind of easy to give at the beginning, but at some point you're going to want to get their email as well to make sure that, again, you can do kind of follow-ups with them or send them estimates and things like that. So you want to make sure at, at some point in the call, you're g- gathering their email. We found it really effective to always give a reason why, um, you know, because again, people can be a little protective of their email. They don't want to get spammed. So if you give a reason why um, you're asking for their email, instead of just saying, you know, what's your email or can I have your email address and give someone an opportunity to say no, you want to just assume they're going to give it and just say, hey, what's the best email to send this estimate to? So if you phrase it like that, they're going to be less resistant to say no and be able to give it to you um, and want to give it to you. So definitely capturing all their contact information and then just finding their pain point. You know, what, what are they calling in for? And then just reassuring them that you can help take care of them and um, giving them the information they need and gathering their contact info and then just taking, progressing this, the relationship forward on every call. That's what we always teach our receptionists to do. No, that, that makes a ton of sense. Something I've also seen a couple of companies who work with Hearth do really successfully is sometimes on that initial like appointment set call, or, you know, when they're hearing that initial pain, they'll actually talk to like the business and the qualification. So as you said, like they'll introduce their business, Hey, thanks for calling, you know, Sarah's HVAC. 
they grab the information, they hear out the pain. And then they're like, you know what, we've been servicing your, you know, your zip code for 25 years. We live right down the street and kind of giving that additional value proposition of like, we're local, you know, we're someone in your community can be really helpful. Have you seen companies do that? And kind of which ways are they presenting their business on that initial call? Oh yeah, absolutely. I love that. I mean, people like doing business with people who they trust. Right. And so, um, them knowing that you're local, them knowing that you're familiar with their neighborhood. Um, and again, it also just helps them feel like they made the right decision calling you like this person knows me, this person's going to take good care of me. So yeah, things like that, any way you can connect with the customer, um, on any kind of personal level, definitely just add, you know, points or I call marbles to your, to your jar of them wanting yeah. to do business with you. No, I love that. That's super interesting. Cause I, uh, so we had, we had a, a sewer line problem yesterday at my house and oh, we have no. this house that was Sorry. built 40 years ago. And no, luckily it's not our fault. It's a city, but <laughs> I was thinking about it. Like, as you were saying that, and I was like, you know, if I were on a call with a plumber or something and they're like, oh yeah, you know, like I live X, you know, I live on the street. Oh yeah. I've, I've been to a bunch of houses in that area. Like I feel more confident that like that person is going to know the special problems of having a home in this area. Right. Like the ground shifts, we got all the, the kinds of pipes that they used back then. Like I had a, a tree guy come out. Oh my God. It's like the third or fourth time I bring up these dang trees. But he was just like, oh, he, he knew the neighborhood because like these are Mexican ash trees. They last X amount of time. This is the and right about now is when they need to be cut down. Like obviously when they built the subdivision, they didn't think of that. And, and he had all of this. Knowledge. I was like, oh, thank you. You know, and you don't get that everywhere. And I think you're right that like that special like connection of like, I know I, I know your house. Before, I know your house as well as you know it. And you don't know that yet. But like I. I know what's going on. And I think that's something super special. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's kind of like when you go to the doctor and they know how to help you and you just feel so reassured. It's that same thing. Whatever's going on with your house is just that reassurance that we've got you, we got you taken care of because they're stressed, you know, they're worried. Oftentimes, sometimes it's a positive thing, but a lot of times it's a stressful reason they're calling in. And so um, they definitely need reassurance in that, in that moment. Absolutely. Makes sense. And what would you tell, I know that kind of in the initial, even the, the reason that Jill's office started was kind of a, a little bit about delegation to some extent. So what would you tell a contractor that really struggles with delegation, whether it's managing their phone tree, whether it's managing their time, and then, you know, what are some benefits, I guess, in becoming more hands-off as an owner yeah. operator, as you begin to grow? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, delegation is hard. I, you know, your business Very. is your baby and it's hard to give control of your baby. Um, you know, I, and it takes a lot of trust, especially if you're going to be hiring someone virtual because you can't see them. You're not there in, in the office with them. Um, and so I know when we are working with our clients, we take that trust very seriously. Um, I kind of give an analogy of, you know, if your business is your baby, it's like hiring a babysitter for your business of, of delegating the phones to them. And so again, that does take a lot of trust. Um, but I think when you realize, um, even if you do it in small baby steps, <laughs> I guess, no pun intended, um, of just giving a little bit of control at a time. Um, like for instance, my son, I have a son who's 15 years old and he's about to get his learner's permit and I'm ready for all my hair to turn gray. Um, but you know, I'm not, when he first gets his driver's license, I'm not going to let him drive across the country. You know, I'm gonna say, okay, you can go down the street to, to the local store. And then once you kind of can build up that trust, you can expand upon it. Well, that, that's a great way to give delegation 
education is just, you know, do it, do it small baby steps and limits. And then once you feel control with or feel comfortable with that amount of um, giving away, then you can always open it up. So maybe it starts with just um, having someone just answer your phones and, you know, greet the customer and take a message. Maybe that's where it starts. And then once you feel comfortable with that, it's like, okay, well maybe start giving out some service call fees and then, okay, now I'm comfortable with you starting to book jobs. Oh, now I want you to do my follow-up calls. So you can slowly expand your area of comfort, um, but just start small and start somewhere. Um, and just realize that, you know, in order to grow, you've got to let go. <laughs> um, totally. And I think that's hard for a lot, a lot of home improvement contractors. Cause it's, especially if they're an owner operator, they've been building the business, you know, for maybe two to three years every day, they're the ones doing every single job. So they know what it takes to actually do the job. And it's hard then to be like, Oh, you know, I finally learned how to do this correctly. Now I'm going to pass it off to someone else after, you know, I built the process that can be so challenging. It can be, it totally can be. It's so hard. Um, But I mean, I think too, realizing that one of your roles as starting the business is to create the systems and get the right people, the right who's in place to run the systems that you have. Because at the end of the day, you start this business for freedom. I mean, you don't want to be married to your business forever. You don't want to be chained down by your time limitations and and the stress levels. So, you know, at some point you've got to let go and just creating those lists of freedom of, you know, these are all the things that I'm currently doing that at some point I need to let go of. And the, the more time I'll have for both my business and for my personal life, once I can let go of these things is, is actually the why of why I even started my own business. And so, um, I think recognizing that and just realizing sometimes it does take a leap of faith, but just go for it. And then you're going to be amazed often about, you know, what, what comes from it. Um, and I mean, I, I think you also asked just about, um, you know, what, what delegating can do for their business. Um, again, it's, it's a matter of quantifying what your, the quality of your time is worth. Um, for instance, you know, when Steve jobs was living, if he, you know, he's got a lot of shareholders and obviously in his business. Um, but if he was using part of his time to go clean the bathrooms, I don't think everyone would feel that's a good use of, of his time as CEO. And I think that you have to realize the same thing in your own business is what, um, what, what is CEO tasks that I should be doing every day? And those are the ones I need to be doing. And I need to learn to delegate the rest and find the right who's to do that. And just realizing that, um, it might not happen perfect every time, but, but progress doesn't, there isn't perfection. You can't progress, um, expecting perfection because it's just never going to happen from everyone, but realizing, okay, I can delegate to people who are qualified, who have been trained, who are professionals in, in different areas. And even though they might not know all the ins and outs of my business, like I do, they know enough to make that customer feel good, to be able to start that relationship with them. And so that I can focus on the other parts of my business that only I and I alone can do. And that's, what's going to help us really grow and, and develop and, and every big company out there has had to learn to do that. So if you want to be able to grow, then you've got to learn to delegate. And that's just, that's just how the game works. Yeah. And I think, um, I think in, in the industry, there's a lot of people who pride themselves on being like a servant leader or like someone who's like, you know, I'm not going to ask you to do something that I wouldn't do myself or, you know, there there's, okay. I don't want to, it's not mean, but there's always an excuse not to do it. Right. There's always an, you know, there's always something that, oh, well, I can't, you know, it's like, I, you know, for me, it's personal pride and like the way that we talk to our customers, you know, there's always a reason why. Um, but part of being a servant leader is also giving people the tools to do their job, mm-hmm. to do their job well, 
and for them to succeed so the whole business can succeed, right? Like, like you said, like sometimes we lose sight of like why we started the business, right? It's for freedom. It's to work with the clients you want to work with. It's, it's, it's to do the jobs that you want to do. Um, it's to make the money that gives you the time to go, I don't know, jet skiing on the weekend. I don't know. I don't know what you guys are up to. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, that's like the ultimate goal. And I think people lose sight of that. Okay. I have uh, one last question. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> So, you know, what if somebody is uh, either they're not, they don't th- feel like they're ready for an answering service, which you said you are, you're ready for one maybe. Uh, but um, what are some alternatives to say they want to like dip their toe in or there's maybe like, okay, I don't necessarily have the budget to um, go and hire someone to answer the phones for me or do out. I, heard, I saw you guys do outbound, which is awesome. Um, and you, you know, you guys, you, you, you give estimates and like, you guys have like a pretty full set of services. So like, say I don't have the money for that. Like, what are some alternatives that you would recommend as a, as a gap, a stop gap, right. Between sure. the point where you can't afford one till you can't afford one. Um, you know, I would definitely find a service that can do it just on a very part-time basis, even just for overnights. If you just want to start there, just, you know what? I'm not awake all night long. So I need someone that I can pay just a small amount to just cover me after hours. I know that we have an after hours only package. It's like 19 bucks a week. That is just, you know, I just need that after hours coverage. So I would just start really small and then find, um, a company that can kind of scale with you. So, um, just covering the times where, you know, you're not going to be answering the phone. And then you can slowly expand that to maybe more daytime hours as, as, as you feel more comfortable and, and maybe have more margins to be able to handle that or whatever it may be. Um, I would just start really small. Um, and I mean, if you're at the point, I can't even, you know, I don't even want to like go to a virtual receptionist is finding maybe someone else in your company that can at least be backup to answering the phone. Like, okay, so maybe it rings to you first. Like who can it go to second if I'm not available and make sure you've got something in place that it's going to more than one person. Um, so that it's not everything weighs on you to lose, lose those potential customers. So I'd say, yeah, forward it to someone else in your business. And then maybe also forward it as a backup to someone that can just answer overnight, um, as a way to, a way to start. And I think something uh, that I see a lot is contractors will go ahead and actually hire someone in office very quickly to answer phones, even though when you think about that, it's, it's great in theory. And there's definitely, once you're getting a certain volume of calls, it's actually incredibly necessary. But I think like as you're growing and maybe if you start buying leads, you know, if you're, if you're starting to invest in like any type of competitive lead source, whether it's like Angie's list, modernize, et cetera, like you need to have someone who can pick up the phone pretty much at all times in order to make sure that you're converting those pretty highly. But I think it's important to call out that you don't necessarily need to hire someone in office right away when there are so many different options that might be less expensive right. than like because taking on a full salary. Exactly. Cause then you're paying 15 plus dollars an hour plus um, benefits. Um, yep. If you're offering that taxes, uh, what, um, you have to pay for them to browse TikTok when you don't have work. Whereas totally. if you're using a, like a VA service, then you're only paying when they're actually working and you're not paying for the water breaks and the smoke breaks and, and things like that. You're just paying when they're actually on the phone. And so it actually can be a lot more cost-effective to, to start with a VA rather than hiring someone in-house because it can be very, as much as you need here or there, very good gap filler. Absolutely. I, yeah, I, there's I, I also, I mean, there's the, the tech stuff that you can use. I mean, you can use the scheduling 
some scheduling software on your website, or um, I think you can, um, what's another one that we've, uh, like a chat bot or something like that yeah. on your website. Mm -hmm. But again, it's like people want to talk to someone when they're in trouble, they want to talk to a person, not be not like a little robot that's like, how can I help you today? Oh, I need plumbing help. I, I understand that you need HVAC help, you know, like robots are kind of unreliable or whatever, but Sorry, I've just, you know, right, but have I mean, been... have something though, have some way to yeah. engage. I know, I mean, that's that's actually something that we're launching um, in the next couple of months is a chat service as well, because really any way, and then we're moving into texting, because any way that a customer is going to communicate to you, whether on social media, whether it be on your website, whether on the phone, whether by text, you want to make sure you're available. And um, a robot might be able to help cover a little bit of it, but at the end of the day, it's not going to create that emotional connection. It might not be able to answer all their questions their questions so um you want to make sure you've got coverage for all that um whatever way if you're a service if you're a service business like if you deal with emergency service restoration service um you know like roofing repair anything where you the homeowner needs you out there especially in tech i think about in texas if you're an hvac contractor and you don't have you know an answering service in place you don't have you know texting chatbots something that interacts with customers when my central ac system goes out and it's 103 degrees you better guess i need someone out here immediately yes. <laughs> as soon I as can possible only imagine yeah, yeah. <laughs> um awesome well thank you so much michelle it was great getting the chance to talk to you thank you for coming on the podcast and for more information on jill's office uh, to get a chance to speak with michelle and her team feel free to visit jillsoffice.com or give them a call. I'm sure they're fantastic on the phone to answer. We'd love to talk. Yeah. <laughs> At 385-393-1122. Uh, and uh, thanks again for coming on, Michelle. Thank you so much. It was a sure pleasure. Thanks, you guys.